My psychic senses are telling me that you are spiritually curious. I'm just kidding. If you found your way here, most likely <laughs> you are interested or curious about energy, the secrets of the universe, the magic of the unseen. There is a lot of conflicting information out there about how to tune into energy beings properly, how to build your intuition, how to cleanse things, yada, yada, yada. I know how overwhelming it can be, so I created a one-stop shop for all of your spiritually curious, psychic expansive self-care needs where you can build your own spiritual practice with guidance, tools, and a safe place to explore your curiosities and connect to your intuition. There's a ton of crash courses covering topics ranging from meeting your spirit guides to trans-channeling to manifesting. You get distance Reiki healings for a wide range of needs, such as moving through discomfort or support stepping into a new chapter or even help calling in creativity. Subscribers get 15% off all full-price services, a monthly group Zoom hangout where the weird is our normal. There are exclusive channeling videos, expansive conversations, guided meditations, movement meditations, weekly reflections, intuitive practices, this podcast, ad-free and as a video, and so much more. New content is uploaded every week, so there's constantly new stuff for you to learn from, digest, and various practices to keep you grounded in your body. And all of this, might I add is only $7 per month. So if you're ready to align to your best self and show up as your inner being, a priceless investment in yourself, you can head over to channelwithamber.com slash subscribe to give it a peek. I'll see you over there. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. I had a the desire the other day to channel my dad's cat because she is a very special cat and I decided that I wanted to do an episode channeling some animals and getting some animal wisdom. So here we go. Alright, so I've been very fortunate in my life in having pets that were very special not very animal like they're like beyond humans as I know many of us have experienced and when I was a kid I'm not sure if I've channeled him before but I had a cat named Dexter that was literally a little human he used to sleep on my pillow and if there was a sound downstairs he would wake me up by tapping my nose with his paw I would get up he'd he'd jump off the bed look at me to follow him I would follow him down the stairs. If I ever went in front of him, he would stop me in my tracks to make it clear that he was supposed to be the leader. He just wanted me to be there in case something needed to be done. So we would go down, we would check to make sure everything was good downstairs, and then we'd run back up and go to sleep. He was seriously one of the most special animals I've ever met. And when he passed away, when I was, I think, around 11... I had asked the universe to give me his in reincarnation as another cat because he just was my special guardian. Um, I want to say maybe four years after that, I'm not sure I have to do the math, but a few years after that, my mom and her boyfriend at the time came home with a cat that looked just like Dexter. He was a black and white tuxedo cat. And this was too, but this was a girl. 
And I was wondering if she was Dexter's reincarnation just because she looked just like him. That isn't one of the grounds for reincarnation, but I was young and in my head I thought they would have to match. Um, she was a feral cat originally. They The shelter had gotten her from the street and she was not friendly. She would spook very easily. She was very distrusting towards humans she just was not like a friendly warm cuddly house cat over time long story short my dad ended up having to take care of her and he was a bit hesitant at first but I told him no she's literally like Dexter you guys are going to get along so well and he took her in and sure enough they are best buddies they are soulmates they have such a special bond. She is very much like Dexter, where she is far more human than most cats. She has this way of, like, looking at you. She stares a lot. She's a big stare, and she's a big talker, but she will stare at you, and you can usually tell what she's trying to tell you through the expression in her eyes. She's very expressive. Oops. I don't even know how to explain it. She's one of those that, like, you have to see her to kind of understand, but there's more to her than just a normal cat. Like, she knows what you're saying. She knows how to ask for things. She knows what she likes and dislikes and knows how to communicate it. She's a very fascinating, very complex animal. And my dad moved into my grandparents' house because my grandpa's health is declining. So I've been seeing her now. I go there every week, once a week. So I see her once a week and I've been wanting to spend some time with her just to get her like thoughts on things or her wisdom. I'm just very curious to dive into her because I don't think I really have in the past. My dad has these really tall, um, I'm not sure how tall, maybe two feet, three feet, maybe three feet cat statues. He's got four of them that are sitting. They're like Egyptian cats all sitting um, it's four, yeah, four big statues, and she used to sit with them like they were all a pack. She would sit in a line with them, and these Egyptian cats statues had incredible energy. My dad infused them with so much energy, and these statues became their own being. Each cat statue, there was a mom cat, a dad cat, and then like two um, children or two siblings. And they all have their, like, specific kind of energy. They're very protective. They're very strong. The energy they emit is very powerful. I get, whenever I look at them, I see the energetic being associated with them. They're these very powerful statues. And she is definitely part of that little pack. So I wanted to kind of also explore her experience getting to know them and stuff like that. I was going to film this while I was at the house with her, but I was not able to, so I'm going to just tap into her consciousness. So here we go. All right, so when my mom and I got her, her name, we named her Tessie. When my dad got her, he has since named her Boo-Boo's. <laughs> so Boo-Boo's is her name. All right, so tuning into Boo Boo's energy right now, she is older, she's about 13, and I can feel the fatigue in her body. 
she is not so my dad moved to my grandparents house I think in March so it's been a few months she likes it but there are also some things she doesn't like she's very much a strong female she's an alpha female and my grandma is too and so her and my grandma don't get along because boo-boos will challenge my grandma and will make it very clear to her that she doesn't want her talking to my dad she's very possessive of my dad and like it took a long time for them to warm up to each other for her to warm up to my grandma rather my grandma's not the one being territorial <laughs> boo-boos is um so she's feeling better about my grandma but it's still weird for her to have all these people at the house because for so long it was just her and my dad but she does enjoy having time and space outside to run and play um she is yeah she is a bit tired I think she's just an old woman now so having a new like having to acclimate to a whole new environment is just a bit much um, it's not bad. I think today she just might be in a bit of a, like, ugh, kind of pissy mood. There's, like, this sense of, like, ugh, I'm just tired, leave me alone kind of feel. I'm curious how she learned how to communicate the way she does. Um, she is expressing that... It's very interesting because her energy is very complex, she knows that she's not just a normal cat because she's seen other cats. She's interacted with other animals. And she knows that she's more advanced than them or there's like more going on in her head. She looks at other animals, not as stupid, that's not the right word, but as very simple-minded. She's a lot more complex. She can kind of formulate strategy and stuff like that. Um, and she knows that the other ones can't. And I think... In the beginning, when she was a kitten or just a cat on the streets, I don't think she really liked any other cats or she always was just kind of by herself. She didn't like other animals because she just felt very different from them and just she just would prefer to be on her own. She didn't she didn't like like wasting her time, you know. Um, she much prefers humans, but she doesn't like humans that baby her uh, she likes to be babied she wants to be pampered she doesn't like humans that don't respect her space or don't respect the fact that she is this like sentient being because sometimes people with cats can just like be like oh it's just an animal whatever I'm gonna do what I want to it I'm gonna pet it how I want you know rather than it being like a collaborative thing so she doesn't like when people aren't receptive to her she definitely wants to be in control and wants to be in charge she sees a lot of energy and at first it made her very uncomfortable it makes her a little bit anxious and it almost makes her skin vibrate um, especially at my dad's old apartment she used to see Dexter a lot um, oh, she really likes Dexter. So Dexter would come through and they would play a lot. My dad would say that she would just walk, look, he would, my dad would look over, he would see Dexter's spirit run and boo-boos would be running behind him or they would, he would see them play. And she really liked him because she felt like they understood each other. They were on the same level. Um, I don't feel like he 
is her. I don't feel like she's an reincarnation of his spirit, but I do feel like they're part of the same soul family. They are very much connected, very much in sync and in tune with each other. Um, whenever she felt his energy, she would get this rush of um, energy. She would get very hyper. His energy really energizes her. Um, I don't feel like she sees him as much anymore. Now there's just, there's so much energy at my grandma's house. Um, and I think because the energy is thicker, she can see it more clearly. My grandma has a lot of funky, heavy energy my grandma's house. I've talked about my experiences on this podcast in the past, so you guys are aware that it's got weird stuff. Um, and because it's kind of heavier, it's thicker, it makes it more tangible. So if she's going down the hallway or something, it's almost like she can see what's there very clearly. Whereas if it's very high frequency beings, it's more of this like vibrating sense in her body that's very light, but can sometimes like make her anxious because she can't really see it. She wants, she likes to be in control. So things that she can't see or can't fully perceive with her immediate senses can be a little bit overwhelming. It feels good after a while and there's warmth to it, but at first it can be a little bit, a little bit like overwhelming. So having heavier energies, she's able to like walk through them. Um, it almost feels like they're petting her she can feel the thickness of them in the air and she can see them. I'm seeing her right now walk down the hallway at my grandma's house and um, it's almost, it almost feels like she's brushing against these different energy beings. She likes to go back and forth, up the hallway, down the hallway, up the hallway, down the hallway. So that's interesting. I think she's definitely getting attention as she does that. None of the spirits there have any ill will towards her at all so she feels very safe they don't scare her at all um, and I think part of that has to do too with how intelligent she is a lot of times energy can scare an animal because they're very protective they don't understand it there's just like an intruder all of a sudden this unfamiliar thing whereas for her it's like they're unfamiliar but she can also sense that they've belonged to the land to the house for a while she knows where they came from she knows why they're there and she knows that she's a cat so they don't care you know what I'm saying they just try to pet her no because she's a cat nobody's gonna try to talk to her nobody's gonna try to bother her she could do whatever the hell she wants and that's how she likes it <laughs> um she does not like if a spirit moves fast or stomps, like makes a loud noise or moves quickly or moves something quickly, that makes her a little bit anxious, but she also knows that it's not going to touch her. She feels kind of unstoppable when it comes to energy beings, which is very surprising actually, but it's very good. Um, when my dad is sleeping, I feel like she stares at him. Well, she stares at him a lot anyways. She stares at people a lot, actually. And it's because she can see their energy fields. I never made that connection before. I'm seeing her stare at people. My dad has very strong energy. So she likes to just watch him and watch how his energy field moves, all the colors in it, how they're shifting around. It's very fascinating to her and it's very... Um, like therapeutic and, and comforting it almost like lulls her to sleep 
um, when he's sleeping especially he is a he like kicks and he snores he's a very loud sleeper uh, and she likes to like observe that there's something I think because she's been with him for so long and my dad's energy is just so strong and just loud <laughs> she's found a lot of comfort in that because it's like it's not hiding anything everything is out on the table and just being shown you know so she likes to be like part of that and involved with that so if he's snoring or kicking around or something sometimes it, it used to bother her but at this point, she finds it very comforting. She also appreciates how sensitive my dad is, um, both energetically and emotionally. It makes her feel like she can trust him. She knows that nothing, um, he won't ever do anything to hurt her. You know, she knows that he... He knows what she needs, and he will do what he can to ensure she gets it. She's got him wrapped around her little finger, her little paw, and she knows that. But that's how she likes it, so she appreciates him for being in that role. With these cat statues, when he first brought them... I think they each already had a very strong energy just inside of them. The inspiration perhaps creating them, or I'm not sure what it is, but there was al already a lot of energy. There are high-frequency statues. And since, obviously, as I've spoken about, they've kind of become their own beings. Um, and I think because they feel so royal and big and, like, I don't know, like, ultimate cat or, like, you know what I'm saying? They're just so beautiful and I don't even know how to describe it. They just feel so royal. Because they were part of the of the family in a way, my dad treated them like, like pets as well. She felt like she belonged to that family, even though she's smaller. You know, she thinks very highly of herself. So she likes to be around these, like, royal cats. Um, she liked to sit next to them because she felt like the flow of energy was very strong. It helped her confidence a lot. It helped her feel in control. I also feel like there was sometimes some heavy energy that would accumulate in my dad's apartment, but the line of cats always was so high vibe. It was also near his altar, which is where he did his candle work and his energy work, and that also had such a high frequency that standing in the line with the cats, just she was able to really almost like get a healing. She received a healing because there was so much pure energy flowing through, and her standing there is kind of opening it up more to her as well. Um, so it was very physically healing for her. I want to see... If there's anything else so as she's getting older she's definitely feeling more tired my grandpa is getting ready to pass away and there's been a lot more energy at the house she's seeing a lot of white figures it almost looks like nurses or something but they're not physical they're energetic um, and they're just kind of like prepping his body prepping his mind prepping his heart for the process of passing over and I think it's been very comforting for her. I think it's allowed her to feel more, uh, like, 
trusting. She fe- she trusts life more because she's able to see all of these beings all around. You know, there's there's all these different types of beings. Some are kind of weird, but they don't mess with her because she's just a cat and they make her feel happy or they, she makes them feel happy. And then there are these like nursing beings that are helping my grandfather get ready to pass. And it's just, it's helping her feel like she's taken care of you know we're all taken care of the other day she had gone out and got into a cat fight she ran into some um, cat that lives across the street or something like that and it was a bit traumatic for her she wasn't she was got a little bit injured nothing crazy but it kind of hurt her back foot Um, and I think when she went outside she felt like she should she felt a weird energy down the driveway and she followed it when she shouldn't have but there was just something kind of calling her because it just felt a little funky and she wanted to see what was going on so she knows now that when she feels that discomfort she's not supposed to follow it that is a warning she has been feeling a little bit anxious to go outside and I feel like there's a slight distrust in in trying to understand when it is that heavy feeling and when it is um, just anxiety. So I think she's starting to figure that out. When she stays close to the home, though, there's enough beings connected to the specific land to kind of warn her or tell her if something's around. So she's been sticking to the house more, which makes sense. I was asking her if there's any general guidance she has for everybody. Um, Just, I don't know, just to see what would happen. And she said, if your pet is asking for something consistently, just give it to them. We all have short lives, you know. Let's make the most out of it while we're all here. She really likes drinking water from the faucet and... She has been denied that lately. They're trying to get her to drink out of her water bowl. And she doesn't want it. She just wants the damn water from the faucet. So that's where that's coming from. She's like, if your pet wants something, just give it to them, okay? (laughs) Um, There's also a message about enjoying, like enjoying nature, like going outside. There's a whole other world happening Um, I'm specifically seeing her in, like, flowers and plants and seeing butterflies and birds flying around, you know. It's so different. You can see that stuff on TV, but when you go outside, the experience of it is so beautiful. So she's encouraging not to just live in a screen, but go outside and live what you see on the screen. Experience it for yourself. Be out in the world and explore it. That's a good message. Yeah, she doesn't like she doesn't like screens. She doesn't like the way they sound. She doesn't want she doesn't like them at all. If you're playing a thing on your phone, she'll come up and bite you cuz she does not like the sound. <laughs> but that's very true. You could get the same thing outside. You could get it for yourself and it's much more fulfilling. All right, I think that's all she's got. I want to connect now to this little squirrel that's outside. We've scared each other so many times. It's terrible. He was um, <laughs> he was on the wall behind. Um, you go down this walkway, and then you have to turn left. 
and he was on the wall right after you turn left so on that other side of the building and I had turned left and we were he was coming around the corner to the hallway and I was you know we like crashed courses or met at the um intersection and we scared each other so bad I yelled he made a sound we both ran in the other direction it was really funny yeah we scared each other and that's happened a couple of times um, but I love watching him out here because he'll always play. He goes in the plants and plays. He literally, like, runs around in circles. It's the cutest thing. Or will, like, grab some dirt and, like, rush his little hand in it and then run around and get all crazy. He's so cute. Um, I feel like I want to name him Skip. So we'll refer to him as Skip. Um, Skip is very young. He's not a baby, but he's, like, a teenager. Um, life out here for him is kind of rough. I mean, it's that survival thing. You have to figure out a place to get your own water. Water seems to be an issue for him or staying hydrated. There's some emphasis on hydration that is a bit difficult. Um, or just having water to cool down. He just really likes water and it's hard for, it's hard for him to find it in the, kind of way he wants it. He gets along with other squirrels. He's got kind of a family, but he's saying that, like, it's kind of every man for himself. Um, he's not thrilled about humans. He just sees them as, like, these weird animals that he has to share space with. Uh, yeah, no, I mean... I think the way that I'm trying to ask questions, I think it's just this is the world that he knows, so it's not like he knows anything besides this city or, like, besides humans. Like, this is what he was born into, so it's all just familiar and part of his environment just as a squirrel that grows up in the forest, you know, just as that's their environment. He does feel the energy of people. I have tried to speak to him to get him to come closer and he can feel my energy so I think people that tend to put out a signal for animals the animals can feel it but the animals don't always care enough to really respond so with this squirrel he knows that I try to talk to him or like get him closer to me but in his head he's like why would I get closer to you who the hell do you think you are <laughs> like you know what I'm saying I think I know for me I tend to have wishful thinking where I'm like oh let me put out the energy of I'm a good person we can be friends I won't hurt you you know and it's like okay fine but I wasn't asking for a friend to begin with so you can fuck off <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like um I don't think he has a desire to get to know me unless I leave out some like little food and stuff for him, which I've been considering. Um, maybe a bowl of water. That's funny, but he can feel it. There's like he can tell if somebody is not focusing on him or if they're like fo in their own world, it feels very like heavy or like there's something heavy, like weighted and like stompy about it like somebody's stomping you know feels very weighted if somebody feels good their energy feels um I think in general because I'm not sure if it's just because humans are so big but he feels in general that humans tend to feel very heavy in comparison to um like other animals and stuff so 
even if somebody is feeling good, it's like not as heavy, but there is still this like heavy, there's a heavy base and then their energy kind of floats up. Like if you were to tie a balloon to a chair, it's like the chair is heavy, but there's something light hanging up versus tying a bunch of balloons that don't float on a chair and they're all just on the ground. That's what like a focused person or a stressed person feels like. And then somebody that's feeling really good is like the chair with the balloon. I do feel like he's come across a couple people that just feel very light and sparkly. Um, but actually, these don't feel like humans. These feel like beings, like angels or something like that. Because I'm seeing a lot of gold light around them. Um, in general, he doesn't really have... I mean, he doesn't trust humans. He doesn't really understand them. He doesn't have any desire to get to know any humans he's happy in his own little world he does like insects i'm not sure if it's like he likes playing with them or looking at i'm not sure what it is but he does particularly enjoy insects um, i'm seeing praying mantises for some reason in particular i think they just are curious to him I'm trying to see if he has any general messages he'd like to share um i think the only thing is probably more trash related you know like just be mindful of what you put on the soil um because some things it's like you're sharing your space with other people you're sh it's all this planet is our home you know and if you just like put a bunch of garbage on the floor of the living room when you have a bunch of roommates it just kind of ruins it for everybody so he's just encouraging um, picking up after yourself if you're on a walk and you see trash. Like, pick it up, you know? Don't wait for somebody else to pick it up. If it's on the floor, somebody already left it there. They're not coming back for it. So just go pick it up. Take care of our home. Um, there's also a focus. I'm seeing gold glitter. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if that's like rusted metal bits or what but it just feels uncomfortable seeing like some sort of little pieces of gold scattered on the soil yeah i'm not sure what that is but um the message still goes to just be mindful mindful of what you spill or you know put down on the earth because that'll if a squirrel comes and rolls around in it it's now in their fur so he's just asking for some some community support okay i think that's all and then last thing there's a bunch of crows that come outside um right across the alleyway across my window that always land there, and while I was tapping into boo-boos, one did, and I felt desire to tune into it. This feels very quick. This does not feel like it's going to be a quick thing. This this um, crow just has a quick message to say or something to say. Um, all right. So these, he's saying that crows, I don't know if it's just crows, but birds in general, they watch people a lot. They're able to you know, sit on the the telephone lines and whatever and just kind of look at everything. They are 
able to get a bird's eye view of stuff and kind of remove themselves from the situation. And he's expressing that if you are able to somehow do that psychologically, it really pulls you out of what may feel like a box. Like if you have your blinders on, if you feel confined by life situations, if you just kind of push out of it, you know, look at everything, we got an overview of everything. We're usually able to see a lot of other paths or directions or routes to get to where we're going to push us out of whatever heavy situation we're stuck in. Even if we're not in a heavy situation and life is going great, kind of moving your focus outward allows you to continue expanding, seeing a more effective path, efficient path, whatever. It's just overall very beneficial so he's definitely recommending that one way of doing that you could literally make a map or like look at a map and like um well you could do this however you want but what's coming to me is like or even a globe if you have a globe and you almost like assign different parts of the globe to be your life like this is my family this is work this is business this is whatever and just kind of label and draw out how things are connected or um, like what kind of feeds into what, where your attention is kind of going, where you want to go. Like it just feels like things need more of a, a third person perspective, like write a story about it or, or yeah, create a map or I don't know, act it out with dolls or something. I'm not sure exactly. This isn't a very clear message, but it's just something about like looking at it as a third person and just seeing, getting a better idea for what options are actually there. Actually, I don't know if this would help, but if you do have a hard time kind of pushing out of that for my, on YouTube, I'm doing a 31 days of alignment um, journaling and meditation practice, it's totally free. We do, it is working on aligning us to our highest path and like pushing towards goals. But if you do need some clarity, there are some good reflection questions in there just to kind of help you better understand your options and take command of your life. So that may be helpful. My YouTube is at channel with Amber. Um, if you need it, it's in the show notes too. But anyways, um, yeah, so he's he's expressing that. It's very funny because this bird feels very much like a like a soldier or something. He's very, very like black and white. This is what I have to say. He means business. He, he knows why he's here. Like he's very smart. He's been watching. He understands patterns. They communicate patterns to each other like they can see a lot more just because they're looking at everything from a third perspective and they're just observing. So we can definitely integrate that more into our life. I do feel like there's something interesting about like a network of birds. I'm not really sure how to understand this, but it feels like the same way that we may if we're exploring 
like the ocean or something like there's different teams assigned to different things but they're all kind of part of the same family I'm getting something similar to that but with birds and I don't really understand what that means but I, and it's not just with them because we have green parrots too out here that I'm seeing in my head and it's like the green parrots they're the crows there are ravens there are little finches it's like there are these different families that all have their own purpose and all kind of view things differently but somehow they're able to exchange information and I don't really understand how that is and I'm wondering if this is getting more into like weird spiritual stuff but it doesn't really feel like it it feels like there is some more like there's something concrete and physical about it um the green parrots feel a lot more like carefree um they're more carefree they're more focused on, um, like, finding resources or something like that. They're very efficient at, like, survival. So they're, like, good at finding food or, I'm not sure, it's, like, something like that. Um, the crows are focused on watching, they're observing, they're communicating, they're strategizing. The little finches feel like they're just kind of, they understand humans, I think, because they're, like, on the floor with us a lot or trying to eat things, and they can kind of, like, understand human behavior fairly well. Um, it feels a little bit more simple than the crows, but there's some connection towards human behavior. Um... They don't hold back as much as other birds. That's very interesting. This crow is explaining that um, there's a lot more, I guess, communication between species than we realize. And he's saying that the more that we invite birds to kind of be part of our lives, he's saying there's a lot of, there's a lot of wisdom and growth that it would offer us um, because birds are very good at strategizing and just kind of seeing the bigger picture. And so if we connect to birds more, it'll help us implement that same behavior into our day-to-day. -to, -day. to do that, it would be things like a placing a bird bath outside or a waterfall, something birds can come to, putting seeds out, putting um, like nuts and stuff for crows. Um, crows can also sometimes be attracted to shiny trinkets. He's bringing that up. Um, yeah, just kind of tuning in more. There's a lot of wisdom around us. We just need to take the step to connect to it, you know? Fairy realm is a great way to do that. He feels very connected to the fairy realm, or he's very aware of them. And he's, oops, also stating that the ways that we 
can naturally tune into fairies are ways that we can also tune into the animals around us. Again, putting out offerings, little trinkets, spending time in nature, going on walks, um, yeah, all that good stuff. Just talking to, to nature, taking care of it, picking up trash, making little bird houses and stuff, fairy houses, bird and fairy houses. All right, I think that's all I got for you today. It's an interesting one. Just wanted to see what would happen, but <laughs> thanks for being here, my friends. I'm sending you love. Until next time. much for listening to Diary of a Psychic Medium with me, Amber Amrine. To learn more about me, my work, and such, you can visit channelwithamber.com or follow me on Instagram at channelwithamber. A special thank you to Unicorn Heads for my theme song, A Mystical Experience. See you next time.